If you are not already a part of 10X People Skills, the Facebook group, what are you doing? You should absolutely join. It is totally free. And we talk about your people problems. Whether you have a team or you don't have a team and you're looking to bring new team members on, we address everything from communication tips to how to fire somebody or how to create cultural touch points. It's a great place for you to be able to get some one-on-one interaction and ask me direct questions about the people problems that you are currently facing in your role. Go to cardonventures.com forward slash skills to register. All right, this podcast was bound to come out at some point, so we're just ripping the Band-Aid off and going into it. Why I love firing people. There's a little joke ahead of this podcast that went something like, because I love ruining lives, which is not a fact. And it's not even like a potential. Like I really do not like ruining people's lives. And I actually, here's a good way to start this podcast. I don't think that it actually ruins their lives. I think that it allows other people's lives, meaning the people that you do have working with you to flourish when you are able to get people out of the culture. So if anything, I think it sets people free, but we're going to get into all of the goods around why firing people is such a critical element of the business and you have to do it and take it so seriously when you do fire somebody um, because you are the creator of your environment. Here's the deal, guys. If you own a business or you are a leader who is responsible for a team, it is the greatest gift that you have chosen to give yourself by having control of the people and the influences and the ideas in that environment. Like that's why you start a business is because you have this vision or you you have a div, or you have a division in the business where you're a leader and you you get to you get to define hey do we wear red shirts here or do we wear blue shirts here are we are we for this one thing or are we against it and and I think so many people just kind of give that up because they we've been conditioned to just make it seem like other people get to make those decisions. But when you are in a business setting and you are in control of the ideas and the type of energy and the beliefs of that team and how you treat your customers, because at the end of the at the end of the day, every single thing is about your customer and who you're trying to serve. And so those decisions should be intentional. But when you're in that position, you have to take that so seriously. And when there are people, and there will be people, like you will never have a business that is scaling and growing, that you are a 100% always going to have the highest amount of retention with every employee because you're just a perfect hirer. Like you will have to get rid of people because you will make mistakes. And the point should never be to hire 100% of the right people every single time because you're going to get so bogged down in the hiring process that you're not going to be able to make a decision. People are not perfect. People will disappoint you. This is not like some big like negative thing like, oh, the world is bad. No, you can. there are so many amazing team members that are going to be fabulous additions to your team. However, with finding them, you will also have to, you know, for lack of a better term, like kiss a few toads. There will be bad employees and you won't know at first because everybody puts on their great face in an interview and they can kind of trick you or even worse, you didn't properly define and speak to them on your terms of what you're expecting, which is really normally the bigger thing because, uh, you know, we, we, we dive so deep into this at 10X360 events, but 
it's the business owner's job to make crystal clear what the business looks like before somebody even enters it so that they can self-select. For us with Cardone Ventures, every single person has to make a core values presentation before they come into our building, before they're allowed in our environment. Why is that? Well, we need them to live by their core values. So they have to share with us previous examples because they are not, I'm not going to trust that somebody just gets hired and they're going to adopt our core values just because they work in our business. And yet they've been walking around this planet for 30 years and can't actually point to anything that is in alignment with those things. Like that would be silly. So we make it very clear on the front end and I encourage you to do the same, but when you've made a mistake and I give you full permission to make hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands or millions of mistakes through your career, because Lord knows I have, and make mistakes hiring people, but don't make mistakes by letting them suck the life out of your environment and you. So why I love firing people? The first reason, it creates culture. Firing somebody allows the culture to define what it is for and what it is not for. When we look at the team members that we've let go over the management companies that I've worked in, uh, they were let go not because we didn't like them, but because they were not in alignment with our mission, which is to serve our clients, to serve our members back in our Odyssey days. at the full level of their capacity. So if there's somebody in the environment who is so concerned with their title or that their idea is the one that's chosen and they're fighting and petitioning for that more than they are the needs and the concerns and the growth of our clients, that's not a fit for us. We're not in it for people who are self-serving. We want people who at the end of the day really understand that our mission is to propel the people that we work with. And so that is not anything against them. We might actually really enjoy them. We might still want to go out and have dinner with that person afterwards, but we don't let our liking for people determine whether or not somebody is a good fit for the business needs and the requirements that we have. So when you let somebody go, you are showing every single person in your environment what is not tolerated. And you can talk about this at an all-team meeting. You can say, we don't want people who are self-serving or we don't want people who are in it for their needs. But then you let these people exist because who knows what story you've made up. Maybe they've been with you for 10 years and you can just deal with it. Or everybody knows that they're just that way and it's okay. No, the answer is no. That is false. You need to get that out of the environment. Well, first you need to go through the proper performance improvement process, which I will dive into on another podcast because your girl loves some verbal warning structures, some performance improvement plans. Like, let's make sure that this is really a viable decision. Like, you don't just fire somebody just because you don't like them. That's exactly the wrong way to do it. You do it because you've laid out a very specific process. And if they aren't, if they aren't willing to do the things necessary to fix their performance issues because you've made it so clear to them, then that's why they leave, but not just because you just on a whim one day had this decision. Um, But anyway, back to why it builds cultures. The things that you say in those meetings is nowhere near as important as the things that you actually do. And those stories get perpetuated for years. As you grow and scale your business and as it expands from five people to 15 people, to 50 people, to 200 people, the stories that you craft, especially early on in the business about why somebody was let go, 
will continue to be talked about in 10 years from now when you have 200 employees. I can promise you that. And so when you are thinking through that, it's not just for your sake or for, you know, you being able to sleep better at night. However, that is one of my second reasons for why you should fire somebody. Um, But it's not just about you. It's about the stories that are perpetuated that naturally create filters for the organization moving forward of what you will not tolerate. Because when a new hire joins and there's, you know, murmurs about, you know, other, what other team members have done in order to not be in alignment with the the team or with the business, they will be talking about why certain people left it, you know, from an HR standpoint, you're not really allowed to talk about those things. However, people know that's, that's the other thing. When they see bad behavior and if you fired because it was bad behavior and because there was a lack of alignment, like that is what that is the thing. That is why you should be letting the person go and the team feels it. And so when you cut that cancer out, they know that it's because even without saying it, like they they get it. So the second thing is the noise that you have as a leader or a business owner. When you know that somebody is not living your mission, your vision, your values, and serving the people that you are committed to in your community or around the world, you have noise about it. And it lowers your confidence in what the business is able to do when you are dependent upon this person that isn't a fit to continue to propel those things. And so by you losing confidence, you will put less energy and effort into serving the clients, you will just start cutting corners. And it's just a natural process when you don't actually handle the things that you know you need to handle in business or in any area of your life. When you get lazy in one area, you start to be okay and start acquiescing to other areas where you're falling short. And so when it comes to a team member, if you haven't addressed the real issue and it's you're allowing this noise to exist, just know that you are actively deciding to decrease your confidence and to not fully go all out with pursuing that mission and vision that you set out for with the business early on. Get rid of your dependencies and figure out a way to scale. Now, we we know how to do this. We've done it many times, and this is what our expertise is within the business. So if you're having this trouble and you're dependent upon this person and you don't know how to scale past it, cardonventures.com forward slash events. Come to one of our 10X360 events. This is where we really get into the heart of how to get around these things and not be dependent upon one team member or yourself or a client in order to make the business scale. Um, But back to your confidence. As a leader, that's one of the things that you need to focus on the most is doing things that are within the discipline and are within the accountability that you need in order to increase your confidence so that you can wake up every single morning with every piece of tenacity that you can muster and go charge the hill that day and go be out in front of people. And to the extent that you're not willing to just address the one team member and to go through the proper process to figure out if they should stay or if they should go you're, you're, you're letting that go. And I take that very seriously. I take, I'm, I'm like the biggest pushover in my nature. I do not like having tough conversations. I do not like being confrontational, but I know that if I let that slip, it's going to slip in other areas. And so you just have to learn if you're taking that leadership role, you, you are choosing to learn. You are forcing yourself to be in a position where you have to learn to confront those things. And it gets easier 
uh, it doesn't get any more fun. So by by stating this is why I love firing people, we actually just had to let somebody go not too long ago. And I mean, I was sick about it all day. It just it it it's not fun. There, it will never be fun. But it's what's required of you. It's what's required of the role. And when you made the decision to start something, you made the decision to have to gut up to do those things that you don't want to do to preserve for the whole of the, for the good of the whole, which gets me to my third point of why I pseudo love firing people. Why I like getting people out of my environment that are not actually in alignment with me. It kills the cancer. Negative people, people who aren't willing to go all in, people who are undermining, it is cancerous and cancer spreads. It doesn't just stay in one area. It, it affects everything. It affects the marketing team. It affects the finance team. It, for, it affects the operations. It affects the sales. It, it affects your customers and clients and your reputation in the community. When you have one bad apple, the whole bunch is affected by that. And so you're letting go, you're acquiescing to one person for the good of every single person and for the good of the mission. And if you truly believe in your bones that what you are doing is a benefit to your community, to your clients, to your customers, to your patients, to whatever it is that you choose to do, then why would you allow that one person to be the thing that undermines all of that? You you have to kill the cancer. You have to just cut it out. There's no way or else it will continue to affect and affect and some people take the te- the the method of like, oh, well they'll just, you know, they'll they'll eventually go because, you know, they're probably not happy. Well, why would you allow six months or three months or two weeks of damage to be done if you know that they're not the right fit? Just gut up. I think like as I'm talking about this, I really feel compelled to do another podcast on the process of gutting up to do it because it's not just like guns blazing, you go in and fire somebody. Like there's a very specific, you know, way to do it and way to do it in a, in hopefully a way that, that you can end up as friends because it's not emotional. It's for the bigger purpose. And if you're feeling like it's an emotional decision, that's not the way that you should be feeling. You should, you know, it's never fun, but the reason that we fire people is never around emotions. It's, it's logical and uh, people self-select out of the opportunity. When you kill the cancer, you're allowing that person to have a path of correction and improvement. And then that's when you make the choice. But it's not just, you know, to just go in there and start fishing around to see what's what's going on. Like, no, you've isolated the issue. You've allowed them that time. And then if they aren't willing to do what needs to be done in order to make the body whole, the organism whole, that's when you have to remove it. The last reason I love firing people is if they're Think about the person. Let's say you, let's get real tactical here. So you have a sales guy. Let's say the sales guy has been with you since you were young. You guys played soccer together. I, like I'm, I'm automatically assuming this person is a dude. However, maybe this person is not a dude. Maybe it is a female and you've known each other for a very long time. Whatever the case is, you guys have worked together for a decade uh, and the minimum requirement for that salesperson uh, every single day is to make 150 phone calls. But, you know, there's just things that come up and conversations go longer and you start hearing all these excuses and sales are going down and they're only actually making 70 phone calls every day. But, the, you know, they always have a reason for why they're making the 70 phone calls. 
if you sit down and have a conversation and say the minimum requirement of daily phone calls here is 150 that's the minimum that's not like rock star status and you're currently not making the minimum what impact do you think that that has on the rest of the business and you and you go through this conversation and they're they're they end it by committing to doing the 150 but then the next couple of weeks go by and you see them slip back into that 70 they do not feel good about the fact that they are doing 70. Now, they might say all of these reasons why, but at the end of the day, they know what they are being held accountable to. If you are not wishy-washy about that number, if you don't ever say it's okay to do 70, and they are doing 70 even though they know it's 150, I promise you they do not feel good about that. That might not change their willingness to do more, but every night when they go to sleep, that that is not something that they're like resting their head and feeling awesome about because they know that they're not meeting their their requirement or their expectation. So by you being firm, but then realizing that because they're not willing to do what it takes, it's not a skill issue. It's not that you have to train them or that they're fumbling in the call. It's that they're actually just not willing to put the work in, even though you know that it's possible because other people are doing it or you yourself have done it then you have to get them out of that position. You are doing them a favor by not continuing to set them up for failure by having these expectations that at the end of the day, they're just not engaged or interested or willing enough to put the work in to make the results happen. And you then get to find somebody who is excited enough about the opportunity and their own potential to where they chase after the 150 and want to blow your mind to have 200 because I promise you there are people like that. And just because that one person that you've been with for a long amount of time isn't willing to do it does not mean that you have to be dependent upon them and that everybody out there is like that. Now, the first thing is with this whole example though, like you have to have known or have an example by either you doing it or somebody else doing it, that 150 is the minimum and 200 is possible. Like you can't just have ridiculous expectations and nobody else has ever done it, but you've just pegged this number. Like that's equally not right on your side. But barring that it's possible and that you could do it within a 10-hour workday or a nine-hour workday or whatever that looks like. If you're in startup, great. Like 10 hours, you should be able to do this and they understand what the what the score looks like, but they're not willing to do it you're getting them out of a bad situation and you're able to bring that opportunity to somebody who's hungry, who wants to work hard, who has big, massive dreams, and you're showing them a path for how they can be able to achieve those through working with you. That's the whole goal. So you fire people not only for you, it's not about you, but in in pieces, you need to be able to build your confidence. You fire people for the sake of your team. You fire them for your client's sake, you fire them for your mission's sake, and in most cases, you also fire them for their sake because they're not in a position where they're feeling great about the work that they're not doing because it's just not the right opportunity for them, and it's your it's your job to make them, maybe not even see that, but to, to make them something that is just in a different role with you. If you're friends, if it's, uh, if it's a close relationship, you know, go hang out and have happy hour with that person. It is not a requirement for them to actually work with you for that relationship to exist and equally don't feel that guilt as well. So with that, if you want to know more about 
firing people, uh, everybody's favorite topic. We are doing a our very first people workshop in November. It's going to be amazing. We're going to talk through how to get better quality candidates in your door. And then once they're in your door, what exactly to do with them uh, so that they know how to properly exceed expectations in your business, but at least what the minimum expectation is within your business. So if you're interested in going to this event, we are going to be hosting it in the beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona, one of my favorite places. Uh, And the date for that is going to be November 20th and 21st. It's called the People Essentials Workshop. You can get all the information on cardoventures.com forward slash events to level up your people skills and to maybe not be in a position to fire people, but also get the guts to be able to fire the people that you need to just, you know, part ways with. So with that, can hardly wait to talk with you next week.